You know, I can't even imagine uh, the scene in the White House right now. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what it's like there right now in the, in the White House? Can you imagine the scene that is taking place uh, with uh, Donald Trump, as infectious as he is, uh, back trying to get get back into the Oval Office? You know, the, the the image that keeps running through my head is that scene from E.T. when all of the uh, uh, professionals show up and and they don their um, protective equipment, their protective gear, respirators, uh, protective suits. You know, when they're walking through those tubes into the house, uh, you know they've they've placed it under quarantine because there's an alien residing uh, in in the house. I mean, I, that's that's sort of that's sort of what I imagine. Uh, the White House looks like right now. I mean, I think there's been some images released of these guys in protective gear uh, trying to sanitize, walking around um, the White House with their sanitation guns spraying down every nook and cranny of the White House. And Trump's clamoring to get back into the Oval Office, no matter, um, regardless of what everybody suggests. At the dismay of everyone else, every um, professional, every his his cabinet, everybody, he's clamoring to get back in there. He's he's clamoring to get back in the Oval Office. I guess I, and you know that just sort of shows you how detached Donald Trump is from reality, and it's kind of a scary uh, thought when you think about it. But yeah, uh, you know, I've just been thinking about that all day. This the scene that um, that is uh, taking place inside the White House, and how folks are scrambling to disinfect the place. It's crazy. I mean, it's absolutely ins- insanity when you think about it. When you think about what is happening, um, you know, at the at the top levels of our government right now. The number of people who have been exposed and have tested positive for the coronavirus. And the num- it just seems like the numbers are growing. Every day you find out about somebody new. But yeah, you know, Trump's trying to get back in the Oval Office. Nobody wants him there. I mean, they, they want to keep him holed up in the residence. They're trying. Uh, it sounds like they're trying their hardest to keep him from getting out and um, you know spreading this thing even further through the White House. Can you imagine working under them cer- those sorts of circumstances? No, really. Can you imagine being a worker in the White House, uh, janitor, butler? From what uh, from what I've read and understand, they're they're making anybody who. Um, Wants to interact with the president, they have to wear a protective um, helmet or something, or suits, or or what have you. They have to be um, put on a complete respirator or, or something like that. Unless I misunderstood, I thought that's what they said. Um, what I read. Think about that scene for a second. You know, um, going in to talk with the. Uh, <laughs> just imagine the camera panning around the room, and seeing these guys. Uh, with their helmets and respirators and protective suits, uh, hazmat suits, uh, conducting the day-to-day business of the American people. Absolute insanity. 
We are living in crazy times. I don't know. It's, it's maddening when you think about it. But, you know, the real thing here, the real issue um, is that maybe it didn't have to be this way. It didn't have to be as um, <clears throat> spread as it is in the White House right now. It didn't have to. Trump maybe didn't have to um, be in the situation that he's in. It's very possible that he could have avoided um, acquiring the COVID-19 virus. I mean, that's, 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 that's truly possible. He could have avoided this thing. We don't have to be in this situation. The White House doesn't necessarily have to be in this situation. It's almost as though they invited this thing through the front door when you think about it. I mean, that's what, ha- that's what happened. That's what's been happening. I mean, we've all watched Donald Trump over the last uh, six or seven months. Uh, Does he come across as in any, um, I mean, you can count on one hand the number of times you've seen the guy wear a mask. Yeah, maybe when he's forced to, when he's been forced to have to wear a mask, he wears it. We've, We've maybe seen that footage. If, if his campaign, if the Trump administration wanted to disprove what we have been seeing with our own eyes, they'd be releasing um, footage of Trump uh, practicing safe public health standards throughout his campaign and throughout his presidency. But they don't do that and they haven't and they can't because they, they just can't. They can't provide you with any uh, evidence of Trump taking this thing seriously. That's because Trump hasn't taken it seriously. Right? I mean, you, I mean it's, it's very difficult to disagree with that. Trump has not taken the coronavirus seriously. At least not from a public health standpoint. I mean, because if he, if he took it seriously from a public health standpoint, I think we'd be, some, be seeing something entirely different from him. We'd have to. Any rational person would be dealing with this thing uh, entirely in a different way than Trump has been dealing with it. And that's because he doesn't take it seriously. There is plenty of evidence to support that claim. Plenty of evidence to support the claim that Donald Trump is not taking this virus seriously. There's almost no support to the counter. You can't find any support to counter that argument. Very, very little. I haven't seen it. I don't know where it is. The one thing we do know is that he has not taken this thing seriously. You saw that when he talked about injecting sunshine into your veins and consuming bleach. You see that in his actions. You see that in his words. 
you see that in him taking joy rides while infected with the virus, potentially exposing the people around him, the people who work for him, to a deadly virus. Think about that for a moment. Think about what it would be like working somewhere where your boss exposed you to something like this on a daily basis. It would be, it, it, it would be absolutely insane. I mean, how could you work in that sort of environment? The funny thing is, everywhere you turn, people are trying to defend this behavior. Don't let that, don't let these cockamamie defenses that these guys uh, proclaim fool you. Don't let any of that fool you. Because these guys, when they are on the defensive, it's, it's, it's because they're losing. Them, these folks uh, who are defending Donald Trump are doing so, and they have to do so, because they know Trump is losing. They know that Trump is a madman. And that the American public is starting to pick up on that. It's taken a while, but I really feel like people are beginning to, to get wise to who Trump really is. And his behaviors over the last few weeks have only reinforced that. This insanity that we're experiencing with him. But you know, there's something more to this story. Uh, there's something more to uh, this whole a problem. Yeah, I mean, Trump doesn't take the coronavirus seriously. But the truth of this whole situation is that these guys have ignored the science behind public health. They've ignored the science that might have prevented this whole thing from happening in the White House. Think about how irresponsible that is for a moment. Think about the fact that um, the Joint Chiefs of Staff are under quarantine right now, which has never happened. Think about the number of people who are uh, infected with the coronavirus in the White House. And then think about the, the, the truth that it didn't have to be like this. But only because of reckless irresponsibility, reckless negligence, these people have invited this thing right through the front doors. All because they decided to ignore the science. From the get-go, I mean, when, um, you know, we heard firsthand, and you cannot deny this, firsthand in his own words, Trump acknowledged to Bob Woodward how deadly this thing is, how infectious it is. He knew. He knew about it. He knew it from the get-go. And made a strategic decision 
not to tell the American people. And to instead uh, equivocate this entire time about it. Ignore the science. He ignored the, si- the science behind uh, preventing this whole, whole thing from, from blowing out of control like it is. Two, two, over 200,000 people dead. All because Trump made a decision to ignore and not take this thing seriously. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it didn't have to be like that. It didn't have to be that way. They did not have to ignore the science behind public health and ways of preventing the spread of coronavirus. This administration did not have to equivocate on this thing. But they decided to. And that decision, that decision, you know, to, to not come clean with the American people is what makes this whole thing teeter on the edge of being criminally negligent. These guys, could, they had the opportunity early on to be honest with you and with me, with the American public, about how deadly this thing is. They had a responsibility to be the best example they possibly could for preserving our public health. Early on, they had that opportunity. Trump had every opportunity early on to take this thing by the reins and lead this nation through this pandemic. But he equivocated. He held back critical information from the American people. And now, if you ask me, this thing teeters on the edge of criminal negligence. It teeters on the edge of a crime against humanity. All because this guy couldn't come clean. All because this guy couldn't provide the American people with accurate information. This is a trend. I mean, this is really a trend that you see when you explore uh, the conservative party, the Republican Party more closely. It's a trend. This, uh, this, you know, this, 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 um, this strategic move to ignore the science. This move to cast doubt against the science. You see it time and time and time and time again. They want you to ignore the science, especially, especially when they think it's going to hit their pocketbooks. I mean, just look around. You, you will see this. You can't, you can't ignore it. They want you to ignore the science. I mean, it's, it, it's happened throughout this, this Trump presidency. That's, that's certainly a fact, especially with the coronavirus. And, and if you pay attention, you can see, you can watch um, their maneuvers. You can watch how they do this with the American people. 
you can watch how they play you. Um, you know, this is this is typical. This is a typical playbook of the conservatives and demagogues. You know, when they don't want you to believe the science, what they do is they introduce chaos and confusion. They introduce conspiracy and conjecture. They provide you with equivocation. But especially conspiracy theories. I mean, we've seen a lot of those uh, since Trump has um, taken office. And you, can, you continue to see more and more uh, conspiracy theories out there about everything. And that's just all part of it. It's all part of their attempt to muddy the waters, to, to add confusion to the system. I mean, think about it. Conspiracy theories really do nothing more than to appeal to your uh, emotion. Right? They're not, they're not based in fact. None of this is based in fact. It's an appeal to your emotion, away from fact. And that's how they operate. I mean, you know, if, you're, if you are um, directing the people away from fact and from science by appealing to their, their emotions, then you've gained an upper hand. And, and we see this. I mean, it's constant. You know, they're doing that. They do that with the environment. They do that with environmental science. Climate change. Anything um, that is counter to their, their primary objective, which is to put money in their pocketbooks, um, they muddy the waters. Well, you can't, um, you can't ignore the fact that there's over 200,000 people dead. That's just a fact. And it didn't have to be that way. I mean, it, it did not have to be that way. I truly think if we'd had a government who um, took this thing seriously from the get-go and provided uh, a good example to the people on how to uh, enact appropriate standards and appropriate measures when it comes to preserving the public health, then we wouldn't be in this situation. At least not as, it wouldn't, it would at least not be as bad as it has been and, and, and as it is right now. But that's what you get. I mean, um, that's what Donald Trump brings to the table here. Donald Trump and the conservative party. That's what, that's what we get. I mean, that's, that's where we're at. And, you know, it's hard, it's really hard to, it's really hard to deny that. The White House is in chaos right now uh, because these people refused to do the right thing. They refused to um, follow public health guidelines in their own administration. How can, I mean, how can that happen? I mean, it's, it's, how is that even possible? Think about that. And, you know, and, and they want you to believe 
that another uh, Trump administration is going to be better than this one. I'll tell you, folks, this thing isn't going away anytime soon. The coronavirus is not going away anytime soon. Everybody says that. Um, we're going to, you know, it's it, it's going to go right through into uh, 2021 and by all accounts may end up uh, to some degree affecting American people clear into 2022. Can you ask yourself, can we, can we move forward? Are we going to be better off with another Trump presidency? I think you know the answer to that. <laughs>